The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. You guys, make sure that you share the podcast with a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast because uh, this is how we continue to grow. Um, Today, Marshawn Lynch is now employed by the NFL Players Association. He's their first brand ambassador, and it's super dope. Um, we also have the MLB wildcard round started with the AL, the Yankees versus the Red Sox. And then you have Dodgers, St. Louis. Is this good or is this bad for baseball? The social media outage yesterday got us asking a lot of questions. And Lisa Renna and LeBron James are just two of the newest celebrities to get sued for millions for posting a picture of themselves. 
what? And the Zodiac Killer has been found, apparently, and Ralph has all the details. And, of course, the best of social media. So, Ralph, I guess we'll start with Marshawn Lynch. It was announced yesterday that the in a press release that the NFL Players Association was enter was announcing their first ever brand ambassador, and it is Mr. Marshawn Lynch. And I absolutely love it. It said he's got a passion for sharing his knowledge of the game and experiences with current players. What was your initial reaction to this when you heard it, Ralph? Well, I mean, I think like most people, when I heard Marshawn Lynch's name, I was like, oh, cool. He's doing a thing. He exists. He's out there somewhere. But I don't know. Like, you're affiliated with all this. I don't. What is his actual job going to be? One on one mentoring, PSAs, like giving all, speeches to all locker the, rooms? All of the above. Because, okay. and I love this, dude. I love this so, so much. Because if you send Drew Brees into locker rooms, he gets a different response than Marshawn Lynch does. Marshawn Lynch isn't getting tuned out by anybody because people who are buttoned up and all of that, they see that he's been successful in the business world. He's authentic. He is super, super, super charitable. He like he's a good dude, man. And when he first got to Buffalo, I mean, that was a a big time change from uh, Oakland, where he's from. Town business, the OAK, Bay Area. And then it was a transition, but you saw him grow, mature. He's taking care of his money. He's a good brand. He doesn't get in trouble. Like, he does all the necessary things, and he can reach so many parts of the locker room, Ralph, because, because he's been through struggles. He's been through stuff with his family. He's been, he's been at every part of the locker room. He's been one of the best players and highest paid, and he's also been a guy who got picked up off the street with the, with the Raiders and the Seahawks. So he's been at all levels of the locker room. And those are the people that can actually reach and connect with more people. And do because one of the things that the NFL Players Association struggles with is getting the messaging out to players and also getting them to engage with their programs and all the great stuff that they're doing to help guys because guys don't take advantage of it. But if Marshawn Lynch tell, tells you about it or it goes viral because he's the guy talking about it, then then what else? I mean, like, then you have accomplished your your goal. And I love the fact that the Players Association is stepping into 2020. I know it's 2021, but uh, having a brand ambassador for for its, yeah, for the Players Association, which should help drive engagement. Yeah, I, I, I think I see what you're saying in that, like, Drew Brees came in to give us uh, a speech to the locker room about, you know, investing and, and, and trusting the people in your, in your circle, like that, that they, people might not see it the same way as like, people might tune him out from the beginning of, of, of like, well, he doesn't know anything about just because they can't know, my priorities or yeah, yeah. When, when at the same time, like if you, if you knew Drew Brees' story, like it's not, it, it, it's not all roses and perfume. Yeah, right? it, but I'm, but, but I'm saying the perception of him is yeah. buttoned up this and that it's, it's almost like 
And and I've had this debate with with people. It's kind of like church where if you have somebody who because I remember there was a guy who came to come talk at church a couple years ago. He was in jail for life for murder from when he was mm-hmm. a teenager. He got out, gave his life to God. All it, I mean, just I mean, he got out on a miracle, dude. And he g- gave his life to God. And his testimony was so powerful. But but and, and he can reach people on all aspects. Like people who are like, man, I can't even imagine what what that was like. I've never been through anything like that. But then also people who've been through tough circumstances and or a drug addict, like how they can reach people yeah. differently than other people can who've done everything right in life from the start, which is actually the best way to do it and the most admirable way. But there, but the person who's had struggles and a harder thing, their story is more intriguing and can reach more people. Yeah, I feel you. I, I, I got a c- couple of questions on that. For one comment, one question, because I saw um, today that Wandale Robinson, the Kentucky star, you know, slot back or Percy Harvin style player um, at University of Kentucky, he is signing a big NIL deal. He's about to kick some of that money back to a foundation that his dad started to help kids of, of incarcerated parents. And yet there is a huge disconnect um, you want to talk about from you know, whether white, black or whatever, that, that people don't really feel like they've been reached at that level. There's anybody reaching out to them at that level to identify what it's like to maybe grow up, have a two parent home, but have one of those parents be housed in a state penitentiary, right? Like that, that type of stuff. Um, I do, I do like that. I hope the NFL continues to bring people in that can reach kind of the far corners of, of everybody's different experience to help them be as successful as possible. And and that brings me to this because I saw this online today um, that Allen Iverson is kind of being a little bit wistful about the fact that he hasn't been brought into basketball, whether by the Philadelphia 76ers or NBA in, in, in any more formal setting to, to contribute for having been such a, an integral part of the culture. And I don't know if you put Marshawn Lynch and Allen Iverson on the same level, as far as like just their importance to the culture of the sport. I don't feel like Allen Iverson was regional. Maybe Marshawn is, I, I, I don't know. Uh, no, I, but I, actually, I, think, I think that that's a great comparison, dude, because okay. Marshawn allowed people to be themselves. He had dreads, would keep his golds in and, and he just wanted to be him. You know, he unapologetically killed, he, him. Yeah. And he killed in the weight room. He killed the academics, whatever yeah. he did, whatever he did, it was all out, but he didn't yeah. surrender his personality. Yeah. And he's like, this. take care of your mentals. Uh, uh, young, young uh, African, um, you know, uh, take, t- take care of your mentals, protect your chicken. And everybody understands these things, even though they may not understand the terms initially, when he's saying it after you get the the uh the uh thesaurus or the uh definition that they got to put under the bottom for some of the words you will understand that he is you know he's direct and honestly probably like he's a guy that i am super super excited about because i think he's going to be able to reach a ton of people I would hope I would hope that I, I would hope people are paying attention even outside of even outside of football, because there there was earlier this year when Naomi Osaka was dealing with the fact that she didn't. There were parts of tennis that were t- 
taking away from the part that she loved the most. Yeah. She didn't know how to reconcile that and her not knowing how to reconcile that played out publicly. It would have been really good to have somebody, you know, like Marshawn Lynch to, to Mr. I'm only here. So I don't get fined to be able to say like, you can confidently be yourself. You can fulfill the bare minimum of these responsibilities and you can go home and you can sleep just fine at night. See, but and obviously I, see, it's going to be different for a young girl than, but but, but when it came to Naomi Osaka, I looked at her situation as a little bit different because I think that she's going to regret a lot of what's happened in the last few months because I think she because Serena and all these people they they've had to deal with the same type of stuff, but the difference is is that I don't think that she like her why is there like that I think she plays tennis because she's really good at it. Whereas Serena and Venus, who had the same amount of pressure and except for like people were calling them ugly monkeys and all of this stuff that that I think that they. You know, that that their why was deeper, you know, I mean, yeah, and I highly, highly, highly recommend watching her on the shop because she's very reserved. Yeah. At first. Um, And then she kind of starts to get into exactly what what was happening at the time. And I think it was just a matter of being in the moment, like not knowing what to do in the moment. Tennis is what she loves to do. She thought she wanted to be the most famous person in in the world. She thought she wanted all these things. She started to get them. And then it became very evident very quickly that like, Oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, and you have to be able to shut out the noise. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, even Le, LeBron had to go, quote unquote, dark mode for like in, in the playoffs for like 10 years because he couldn't handle reading the comments and seeing the shows and all of that stuff. So she's got to go in dark mode. I mean, that's the only way until yeah. she does. And but Marshawn Lynch, before we move on, this clip from him is probably like sums up who he is, how he thinks. And sometimes the most simple thing is actually the deepest thing. Like the, the it, it's where people try to make stuff too complicated. He makes it real simple. That's when it just clicked in my mind that if you just run through somebody's face, a lot of people ain't going to be able to take that over and 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 over again. They're just not going to want that. Think there's a deeper metaphor there? Run through a motherfucker face. Then you don't have to worry about them no more. How simple is that? I mean, that it's is football. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it's like, how do you be successful? Beat somebody down over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you're like, is there a deeper metaphor? Yeah, run through a motherfucker's face. Like, yeah, but I think the thing about that is it's it's very easy to to focus internally on what's happening to you in that process of facing adversity. You're not a lot of people who are thinking like be persistent are thinking about success and not actually like what they're doing to the environment around them. 
Like you're, you're hitting the rock, you're chipping away at the rock over and over and over again. Eventually it's going to break. But most people in that situation, when they're chipping away at the rock, they're thinking about the sweat dripping down into their eyes. They're thinking about the, the blisters they're getting mm-hmm. on their hands. They're thinking about the cramps that they're getting in their triceps. They're thinking about that soreness they're getting on one side of their lower back. Like you, you, you get so focused inward on all the things that are happening to you in the process of trying to break through that you're not that you're not considering that like you're doing damage on the other end. Yeah. And that that damage is going to lead you from, from point a past the adversity to point B where you need to go. And, and that's all the way, always the way that I took that was just like, if you are focused on the damage that you are doing through your persistence, your goal will be achieved. Like you could worry about what happened to you later. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited about it. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play Responsibly conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Um, I'm also excited, but I'm terrified and nervous about MLB wildcard this. And last night you had the Yankees get beat by the Red Sox, who I can't stand for a whole different reason, which I'll tell, um, you know, one one day I'll tell the story. Actually, I'll tell the story now. Um, (laughs) So when I was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, We had a trainer named Mike Ryan. He was our head football trainer. And in 2004, because I've always been a lifelong Dodgers fan, but I liked the Yankees too at that point in time because I was a big A-Rod. No, because I was a big A-Rod. Because he's good? Because I'm an A-Rod fan. So were you a a Mariners fan? No, I just liked A-Rod. So I wanted him to do well, and I didn't like the naysayers, so I cheered for A-Rod. And I wasn't really like on Jeter like that. So, but the, the the Mariners were never a threat to win. The Rangers were never a threat to win. But when A Rod got to the Yankees, and it was clear that they could possibly no, dude, win. No, I jerseys. I have a signed A Rod jersey, a okay. Rangers jersey, number three in my garage right now. Okay. Okay. So that's how you get that's how you get robbed. So just keep it on the DL next time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know after last night's broadcast if anybody's going to be robbing you for a signed A-Rod Rangers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, so, okay, so they were playing, the the Yankees and the Red Sox were playing in the ALCS. And the Yankees team was super good that year. I made a bet with the trainer. He was like, you know, I, so I tried to bet him a thousand bucks. He was like, nah, nah, man, it's too rich for my blood. And he was like, George, give me eight to one odds on on a hundred bucks and I'll bet you. Okay, cool, Mike. I was so confident in the Yankees. So Yankees win game one. I come back into work the next day. George, I'll give you uh, if you pay me six hundred bucks right now, I'll let you out of the bet. Man, Mike, go fly a kite. Get out of here. I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Yankees win game two. George, pay me 500 bucks. I'll let you out of the bet right now. Mike, what is, man, absolutely not. Yankees go up 3-0. George, I will let you out of the bet for $300. I was like, Mike, I'm up 3-0. Are you a crazy man? Not a chance. No team has ever come back from 0-3, ever in history. So, and then the Yankees, um, then the Red Sox go win game four. George, I'll let you out of the bet for 400 bucks. Nope. Next game, the Yankees should have won game five or six. It was one, one, one of them that went into, into, into extra innings. So they, um, and after game five, George, I will let you out of the bet. It's 3-2 at this time. George, I'll let you out of the bet for 500 bucks. Mike, why are you continuing to ask me? The answer is going to be no. They tie it up 3-3. I'm still not nervous because they just won three in a row. Who cares? They'll lose the last one anyway. George, I'll let you out of the bet for 600 bucks. And and then they go and win game seven. I get $800 in $1 bills. And I crumple them all up in like little bitty balls. And I put them in a brown paper bag. Except for I only put 798 of them in there. And I gave them to him. I came into work the next day, sat him down, was like, here you go. Here is your money. He was like, 
what? So he pours it out. He's like, bro, are you kidding me? And I only put $7.98 in there on purpose because he goes home that night. And I know he's a person who's going to count it. So he went and he was like, George, me and my wife were up for like an hour and a half counting this, unfolding it. There was only $7.98. I said, no way, Mike. There was $800 in there. You, you got to count it again. They went and counted it again the next day. And then I handed him two bucks. <laughs> And that's what made me all time hate the Red Sox. Man. So were you ambivalent about the Red Sox and their predicament before that? Yes. Yes. I didn't care the fact that they had lost like for 84, 85 straight years. Nobody cares about that. I didn't feel sympathy for them. And then they made me all time hate them. Okay. Um, I do not, I guess, I guess, what was it? You wanted to get oh, into whether so, or not this yeah, is good? Yeah, yeah, these, the, the one-game playoffs, because baseball has the smallest playoffs. So, essentially, only four teams get in from out of the 30, but technically it's five because they play a one-game play-in. But it's not a real, it, it's like the NBA play-in prior to the playoffs. Like, it's not a real, it's not the playoffs. And then, um... And now you're going to have the Dodgers, who won 106 games, play a team, the Giants, who won 107 games. So the two best teams in baseball have to face off early in the playoffs as opposed to reseeding or doing something different. I, I, I hate it, but I do like that it does create some urgency, so I'm not sure if I want playoffs to expand or not. I have always hated early round playoff baseball because when the NBA expanded the opening round from best of five to best of seven, but then you still had opening round of baseball be best of five. I thought that was horrible because the baseball regular season is twice as long. You have five starting pitchers, a whole bullpen built out a 40 man roster for one, for a game yep. for one game. Yep. When your regular season is designed to say, like, all right, let's play a series. Everything about a one-game play-in in baseball is stupid. If they want to have one-game play-ins, then they should have a mid-season tournament. They should do stuff like that that actually, like, increases interest in the in the game. Um, baseball is a tough one for me because for the longest time, it was my second favorite sport. And I was super invested and I watched every single Diamondbacks game before that. The Padres and Braves were my team. Yes, I had two NL teams. I was a kid and I had retired grandparents. If you had retired grandparents, you either watched the, the Braves or the Cubs. Yeah, you either watched the Braves or the Cubs. And then we didn't have a regional team yet in Arizona, which is crazy to think about that spring training would be in Arizona and they wouldn't have a team. We didn't have a regional team yet. So the closest team in proximity was San Diego and they had Tony Gwynn and I love Tony Gwynn to this day still my all-time favorite player by a million miles in Jeez. any sport in any sport and so you know I, I I loved baseball but like as life progresses you know I I when I got when I got married I realized like oh I can't be spending three hours a day six days a week watching baseball yeah. so what <laughs> So the compromise was I picked uh, a pitcher in the rotation. 
And I made sure that I caught every single one of their games. They pitched 35 times. I think it was Brandon Webb probably at the time. I watched all 35 of those games. I know they're going to have a pretty good chance to win in every single one of those games. I know that I'm going to have a good time. And it's set. It's once every five days. I can maybe go – like, I, and, and maybe I can sneak off to the gym in between and watch some of the other games. And then I had kids. And it was like, ooh, even, even six hours a week at 5 p.m. Like, I don't know if this is Yeah, gonna, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. And so I started recording games and watching them on, you know, hitting the 15 second button between each pitch to make sure that I could get about 45 minutes in. And then in the last couple of years, I've just become a box score guy. So playoff baseball, I've always loved. It's my one opportunity to get back into the sport because it's so much fun. My most fun I've ever had watching baseball was that Cubs Marlins series. Remember that with Kerry? Oh my Wood. God, dude! Of course you would get into that series, dude. Like, I mean, what, what do you mean? Of course I get into that series. Like it of went, two like, seven small games. market, uh, well, a, a, a small market team. No, no, I said a <laughs> small market team, and uh, like of course, of course that. But that, I didn't that, get into it for the Marlins. I didn't know anything about them. I start watching, and they have a young Miggy, like Miguel Cabrera, is in his first season. And you're like, oh my God, this guy's gonna be in baseball for the next. 20 years doing crazy stuff. And so, um, you know, my only connection to baseball has really been fantasy baseball and playoff baseball. And what I hate is a one game playoff. And I know I'm only thinking about myself here, but a one game playoff doesn't even give me time. I'm watching the game last night. It doesn't even really give me time to figure out what the hell's going on. I'm yeah. watching everybody See, react and call like Aaron judge an idiot for, 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 for trying to round third and all this other no, stuff. That was just, just a great re- relay and a great play that, that, beat the like it beat him but i'm so by the I time am, I, i'm just saying by the time i caught up with kind of what the vibe of each team was it was the sixth inning is four to one ended up six to one by yeah. that time you knew it was over yeah. and it was just like and that's it i'm never gonna see the yankees again this whole nope, and nope. I, no so i like just expand the play just make see, a more playoffs yeah, see i i would not be mad at the expansion of baseball playoffs because I think that you would get more results like you do in hockey, which is where there's going to be a ton of upsets of higher ranked teams. And so I would love that. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's one of the weird things about hockey too, is the seed matters, but not all that much. Yeah. My whole thing is if you expand baseball playoffs, if you want to get the, your best teams and best players in the finals, which I've always thought the NBA was really, really good at doing, we're not going to talk about this last. Don't slander the Suns. I swear to God, I'll reach through the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just waiting yeah, I know, on you to I, finish. I'm not stopping. I'm going to talk for the rest of the show. <laughs> but I, the NBA does a pretty good job of making sure the best team, like making sure is, but the way it's set up makes sure that the best teams have the best opportunity to go in. In hockey, that's not the case, and they have the same playoff format. Yep. Which is. Is an insane the NBA and NHL have an insane playoff because if each series goes seven games, you're talking about the playoffs being approximately 35 like, to 40 percent of the regular season. Yes, which is nuts. So we could afford to be maybe skilled like two months. They're never going to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But but baseball is too. It's too short. That you're going to tell me you're going to play 162 games to play a one game playoff yes, between dude, teams that it, won almost 100 games. It's it's absolutely gross. It is absolutely gross. I totally agree with that. Um, yesterday was a gross day for social media users because Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram were down, dude. And then there was, and then who 
they're like, oh, it was anonymous. It was this and it was that. Like, dude, everybody's trying to pretend like they were the ones who did it. But the fact that Facebook's domain was up for sale, that was oh, wild, dude. Funny. Because, dude, because because that means that you have to change that that somebody had to go in uh, and point the DNS server somewhere else. Facebook employees couldn't even get into the building because they hacked everything, dude. It was that was an amazing hack. So it was one of those like I wasn't even mad. I was more impressed. But honestly, their the social media outage didn't bother me. Not one bit. Not one bit. Because, I mean, it interrupted the fact that I go on and watch people's stories on Instagram. But aside from that, I was fine on Twitter. Happy. Happy as can be. Now, if Twitter goes out, bruh, I'm I'm <laughs> I don't know what I would do if Twitter went went out. Become Imagine like starting your on the planet. Imagine starting your following all over again. Like, like how insane would that be? Like if you, if tomorrow we woke up and Twitter started at zero, I actually, I would probably enjoy that because it would, I, I feel like I'm ready now for, for Twitter. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready for social media now. So like a, a reset would just help me out. Yeah, um, I did see a lot of people say that, like, they didn't care and it was no big deal and that maybe society would be better off without Facebook and Instagram. But, like, there's a lot of people that make a living off of yes. Facebook and Instagram. Like, they run their businesses. Small, small businesses, for sure. Yeah, the the um, a big part of Facebook's platform, the marketplace, has pretty much replaced Craigslist, which has really, like, increased the safety of transactions. Yep. Um, and... Uh, people that run their businesses off of off of Instagram. The social media management is like an entire career that didn't exist 10 years ago. Those people weren't able to do anything all day. You saw stocks drop and stuff like that. So all these people saying that like society would be better, like the best thing that you could do to make society better is just to be better. It, yep. If too much time on social media affects you in a negative way, spend less time on social media. If you don't want to see the arguments that are going on, don't log on. It but people makes, are addicted, Ralph. It's like telling them yeah, to not are. smoke crack that day. They are they are addicted to social media. I've I've had some addictive tendencies when it comes to social media. Everybody knows that I'm very online. I've already been tagged in two tweets in the last five minutes because Twitter just released a brand new feature. And let me read it to you. Two different people tagged me in this, George, while we were talking just now. Is it, latest- is it an edit button? No, it's not an edit Good. button, but that, that I would take that as an insult. I'm also taking this as an insult. Twitter's latest pre-tweet prompts you to let you know when you're about to jump into a Twitter fight. So Twitter is testing a new prompt on iOS. Uh, every tweet that Ralph tweets is going to get flagged. They're going to be like, it's going to be Herm Edwards' <laughs> face. Are you sure you want to press send, son? <laughs> yeah. It's so, so in one example, there's a prompt dropped right into the conversation in progress that says conversations like this can be intense. In another, which seems like it appears to try to reply to one of the more intense conversations, it says, let's look out for each other. Um, so Dude, th- People th- know that they're going to get in a Twitter fight before they tweet it. If you prompt them, it's not all they're going to be like is, oh, hell yeah, that's a good tweet. <laughs> that it just, just only magnifies the the awesomeness of your tweet because you're like, ooh, 
this could be the one for a lot of people who just want to see the world burn. It just makes me mad because two journalists in the last 10 minutes just uh, like Brad, Brad Denny with three TV in Arizona just tagged me and he quote tweeted and said, this is the Ralph Amsden rule. Yeah. And Zach Alvira, the sports editor of the Tribune in Arizona just said, this is made for Ralph Amsden. And so come on guys, I'm not out trying to, these people know me in real life. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I think people, I think if you've only interacted with me on the internet, it's very possible that, that you have a, hey, a fragmented you, impression of you, me. If you have to explain it to us, I don't know, buddy. Um, <laughs> But I, I, my whole thing is, I, I saw these people saying that their life would be better without social media. I don't know, like, but, but if you feel that way, maybe, maybe take some steps to exercise some balance. We, we were talking about Naomi Osaka earlier when she was on the shop with LeBron James. She said that if she wants to tweet, she has to download the app. She doesn't have it on her phone. Good, dude. She, she doesn't need it because she is not like ready for it, and that's, and that's okay, B- because there you are think about all people- these. Do you ever think about all these famous people that have stopped tweeting, George? And when they get interviewed about it, they say, like, my life is better off not on Twitter. Is the goal? I, this is going to sound like a really vain, vapid question, but is the goal to get so big that you that you log off Twitter permanently? Is the goal no. to get so big on Twitter that you don't have to go back on Twitter anymore? No, dude, I, I enjoy being on Twitter. So, like, that would not make make my life better. Oh, good. Get get so big you don't need to be. How can you get too big to be on Twitter? I mean, how? I I think it's the same way that like all these pop stars played at malls to get big enough to never have to shop at a mall again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, all right. Um, there's a new phenomena happening, and it's not quite new in the world for uh, famous people and celebrities. And that is the fact that they often have been sued for posting their own posting pictures of themselves on Instagram. So it would be like if if I saw a dope picture of myself on the Internet and then I grabbed it and posted it on Instagram, the person who took the picture could then sue me. For posting my own picture. What world are we living in here, Ralph? I didn't get paid for you to use my, to, for you to own it. I mean, like, it brings up a big time intellectual property question. Because if I go to a Lakers game and I take a picture, is that then my picture? Or is it then a picture, like if I take a picture of LeBron, is it my picture or LeBron's picture? And then do I have the right to post a picture of LeBron? But then if I post a picture of the person in the seat next to me because they're at the game, a public event, is that then their photo? Can they sue me? Dude, this is insane. It is insane. You should get free rights usage of any picture of you. Of yourself? Yes. Of yourself? Some people just want credit. Um, I don't. This is one of those areas where I, I don't want to say I don't feel like educated enough, but where I feel like that there's so much gray area that I don't know what to think. So I do a lot of stuff in the world of high school football, um, and I probably always will. I, I got to be honest, I love it. I really do. I think that 
Um, football is incredible. The cultures that these different towns have around high school football, watching people learn to um, to use their gifts. Yeah, like NCAA is a better product, NFL is a better product. But for me, it's less about the product and 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 it's more about like the um, j- just being able to be part of um, a more pure, less packaged version of of things. Yeah. And one of the things that I've always struggled with in the world of high school football is um, there is there are FERPA laws okay. that would prevent the school. If I if I was to call um, if I was to call Mesquite High School where Ty Thompson played football, the, the backup quarterback for University of Oregon. Yeah. Five star Mesquite Mesquite High School in Gilbert, Arizona. And I said and I called the office, the attendance office, and I said, Hey, does Ty Thompson go to your school? Okay. It would be illegal for them to divulge any information. It would? Because the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act. Yeah. They could not confirm nor deny to me that he's a student. They couldn't turn over any records. They couldn't send me any like photos of him or 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 they they wouldn't go get him and put me on the phone with him if I called the office, right? Okay. But on Friday night, I can go to the game. I can photograph him in a mesquite jersey. I can tweet it out to my 20,000 high school football followers. I can interview him after the game. I can ask him personal questions. He's a high school kid. I can do all these things. And then my photographer can take photos of him. And then my photographer can complain if Thompson posts those photos without credit on his own social media because my photographer is running a business and it's always like there are, there are little pockets within this thing that I do that have always felt incredibly uh, off balance to me that, that it, it, that if somebody's involved in an extracurricular that the public has an interest in all of a sudden, the laws that exist to protect them as students go away, they vanish. And and the one of the photographers that I used to have work for me, he posts every single day about how you shouldn't be posting his photos of other people's kids, even if you are that kid, without his permission. And it's one of those things where, like, I totally see what he's talking about. And at the same time, when presented in this context of Lisa, Lisa Rena, who is being sued for $1.2 million for posting a picture of herself on Instagram that was taken by a paparazzi. But the question said, like, is LeBron like, how, it, like how can it. you sue somebody for that much when, or even sue somebody period? Like what monetary value, like the Lisa Renna didn't gain anything from that picture. You see what I'm saying? Like, like she didn't make more, more money. She didn't get anything from that picture. Right. But you're saying that Instagram is a content publishing platform that you are using to increase your own brand value and brand awareness. Therefore, if Instagram is a content publishing platform, you're publishing content that somebody else owns onto your platform without permission or credit. And so (laughs) this is one of those things where we have all these photographers take even college before name, image and likeness came in. One of the most interesting things to me was you could have all these photographers come in, take pictures of the student athletes and sell those photos back to the student athletes who aren't allowed to make money off those photos that were taken of them. Ah! Photography, photography is 
photography is like the grayest of gray areas for me. I was watching a thing on Britney Spears last night on the amount of money that each picture would make some of these paparazzi that were following her uh, when she got pregnant through when she was having mental health issues. And they actually had an interview with the photographer whose truck she beat up with an umbrella. And he said in the moment he was trying to say like, Hey, I'm concerned for your mental health. Maybe you should just go home. She responded by getting an umbrella, beating his truck. And then he was able to turn around and sell the photo of her beating his truck for hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands. But if she was to post that photo of her beating his truck on her own Instagram, he could sue her. That's gross, dude. That is, that's fucking gross, dude. That, that is, oh, yuck. But it just, but is it, is it an issue? Is it an issue with the mindset of a photographer who is running a business, who is in their profession, or is it an issue with our culture? Like, it's where, a, what? It's an issue where does with the, the culture and the law, dude. Common sense. Like, I understand we have laws and rules, but common sense, like spirit of the law, letter of the law. Like, if if I take a picture of you, Ralph, that you didn't even consent to. How is it then your pick? Like you can post a picture of me, bro. Like what's that's insane. And 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 the the bad part about it, it's not even all of that. It's the fact that if I post that picture, if you take a picture of me and I repost your picture, now I stole it. It's a picture of me. It's it should be fair use. A picture with your own image in it. So that that's the interesting thing. Like I said, this photographer that used to work for me every single day is tweeting out reminders to these high school kids that he's taking pictures of that you can't post pictures of yourself without his permission. Get out and of that, here, bro. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, no, I, I understand the, the, the rules, but that doesn't make it not stupid. All right. I don't know um, what to think. I don't know what to think. I don't know. I, I it feels like a it feels like a an unending loop of a bad situation i I don't i don't know what to think high five casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big vegas hits at highfivecasino.com the hottest games right from vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account hundreds of exclusive games free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours only at highfivecasino.com high five casino is a social casino no purchase necessary void were prohibited play responsibly terms and conditions apply see website for details at high the number five casino.com Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iHeart. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? 
You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. So apparently the... Um... The Zodiac Killer has been found. And this is after decades and decades of people trying to understand his, um, like, uh, understand his ciphers and all of this. Now they think that they have found found out who it, it is. It's a, um, um, it's a guy, what? What's his name? Uh, Glenn, Gary Gary Francis, Francis Post. Post. Yeah, Gary Francis Post. And I just thought that this, like, he clearly didn't want to be found out. He died in 2018. They've been trying to figure out who this is for a long time. Do you think it's him? I don't know. I don't know. It, they haven't really presented a ton of public evidence as to what made them so sure they, they're saying that if you that his actual full name if you use it as a decoder for all of these messages that they've never been able to figure out now that you have his full name it actually changes the meaning of all the messages he sent but they 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 so far have not introduced to the public what those messages are apparently also he has some very distinct wrinkles on his forehead that are yes. actually scars that match up with the um the the sketch uh drawings that were made by witnesses who watched him shoot a a cab driver they're also adding a murder to his um to his tab to say that between 1968 and 1969 he killed six people taunted a bunch of people you know the, the the media and the police and the FBI about it and then did like the Golden State Killer thing, like settled into a life of uh, of of like quiet domestic bourbon. 
like they're treating it like like these people treat serial killing like uh you know some people kill till they get caught because it's a compulsion and they want to get caught and then some people it's just like uh selling essential oils they do it for uh 15 months and then move on to the next thing yeah that's absolutely wild bro like so is he being, being that he got away with it is this a is he a successful serial killer or isn't the point or is the point of being a serial killer getting your fame and credit i don't know that's a really good question of like of just the psychology and and motivation behind um now some people are sick in the head and they want to hurt people and and bring pain and cause pain and 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 I probably act out the pain that they have from a different time in, in their life in which they experienced it. Um, some people are just gross and uh, and some people are bored assholes. And this guy kind of seems like a you know, not not know much about him, seems like a bored asshole. And um, you know, I, I don't know what getting away with it essentially means. Like he obviously did not face earthly justice or spend any time incarcerated or anything like that. Um, does that make him better at it? And, you know, I think the result is ultimately well, the result. He, he stopped killing. So like the that's or at least we think he stopped killing. So, I mean, he got he got old. Killing people is probably harder when when you're an old man. Um. So, yeah, this probably. was. Yeah, I mean, b- because you because you probably have to run, duck, hide. There are more people watching. There's cameras play like it. it it gets harder to kill people as tech technology continues to increase. Can I, can I introduce a very, very odd non-scientific non backed up by any facts or anything? Oh, sure. Come on. Completely feeling based theory into the podcast today. Okay. Come on, Kyrie. (laughs) Okay. So we grew up in you a little earlier than me, but basically the same time period consciousness in the eighties, where there were a lo- there were a lot of serial killers in the 60s and 70s felt like more of a trend around that time um people were either killing um people were either killing young college age women young um women who had kind of moved into a life of of maybe drifting or sex work or or young gay men like that those were the th- those seemed to be the victims uh, or you had some random shooters and stuff like the the son of Sam guy and all that. Yeah, who was just you know running around firing into people's car windows. So we grew up in the era of like you know don't don't stray too far from the house. Come home before you know the the, the sun goes down. You had a lot of freedom, but at the same time, your parents are like, don't take candy from a stranger in a van. You get yeah. snatched up, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we we kind of grew up in that era, and and I kind of expected like, oh, these kind of people exist out in the world. This is going to be a thing, maybe that continues to happen. But with the advent of the internet and less people carrying cash, like the, the what crime is has shifted, and instead, in the late '90s, we moved into an era that we're still in of spree shooters and yes. mass shooters yep. and people people who do a lot of damage in a short amount of time with no intention whatsoever of surviving. You know, yeah. and so it, it, I don't know if this is a theory or maybe a question that I'm asking you, are the people who were predisposed to a life of violent crime switching up their modality? Like, are these the same people that would have been serial killers 
in the 60s and 70s. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yep. Like, did we, did we, has, has it been replaced? Because I don't, there's not too many. I remember in Arizona, there was the baseline killer was a serial killer that, that went on. I think Mark Goudreau was this guy's name and went on over a while. But, but as far as like that type of thing, serial killers are mostly just in procedural television programs and true crime podcasts. We don't, there's not actually a ton of it going on now, you know, yeah. where, where it's stretched out over time. You just have these p- people walking into to Walmarts and, and, and lighting the whole place up. Are they the same people? Same type of people? Hmm. No, no, I, I don't think they're the same type type of people. I think that they, it's a different person motivated by different things. I think that the that the that the school shooter knows that he's going to get caught prior to doing it, and and a lot of them kill themselves. the The serial killers don't do that. Like I think it's a whole different personality and a whole different whole everything. So then why do you think one of those things is happening less now and one of them is happening exponentially a whole lot more? Uh, I, I think serial killers are like still on the, on the loose that the majority of them are killing sex workers though. And, and, and homeless people. And that when you see all these girls and boys like vanishing and all this stuff, they are killing people. That they just may not be doing it in the same like serial killer killer pattern like we used to have, and then also it's increasingly difficult to be a serial killer because there's cameras everywhere. There is like it 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 would be a lot easier to catch a serial killer now, um, but now now that we've finished with the with the morbid talk, it is time for the best of social media where we literally show and tell you the best things from social media. Um, first thing up, this is uh Ralph thinks is a terrorist act. Apparently um, this is uh Popeye's chicken. It looks like with a biscuit, a couple legs, all of, <laughs> all of this. And it's, yeah, it's in a Popeye's box and it says it's vegan. I promise. And I'm like, I don't believe that. I do not believe that that's vegan. I believe that they that they used the Popeye's box and they're like, no, no, no. Like they were making a vegan joke because that's not cauliflower chicken. You don't right? think so? It does definitely look like there's a bone in that first yeah. drum. Would you, though? That's my question for you is would, would you because I I love the idea of eating less meat. I don't eat like red meat. I don't really eat anyway. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it. I genuinely do not I, think I have I am eaten capable. vegan for a few weeks. Like I like a few a few weeks. I actually like it. It's just very difficult for me to cook because I don't know enough recipes because I smoke meat. I do stuff like that. So I don't have the the capabilities to make these things to give me the proper texture that I need for my for my palate. I get I but I don't know. I'm not big on meat replacement. Yes. Um like meat's its own thing. So like if yeah, I was to I don't, be vegan, I don't like fake chicken. Like no, like if if you're going to give me cauliflower buffalo cauliflower which I do like, like you don't have to act like it's a chicken wing. No, just tell me right. it's, Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't like the fake, the uh, fake replacement meat. Mm-mm. Except Beyond Meat, the ground beef is cool. Like I'm down with that. But see, like I don't even like. Like it's not that I don't like ground beef. It's just that if it was came, if I was gonna have a protein with a meal, I would never choose beef. I just wouldn't. Oh, see, I would. That I would that always. Is... I'm I'm chicken or fish, no mm-hmm. matter what. Chicken. Ugh, chicken is so overrated. Like super overrated. How come every time I'm at your house, we're having a wing stop? I like wings, but actually, <laughs> like, like chicken in itself is overrated. Beef, seafood, pork, all that. Chicken is overrated. Yes, yes. Explain this. What, like, is just like a, a cut of meat? Are you saying you need to fry it up? Or, what, like, what do you... Yeah, like, like, chicken's cool, but, like, people act like, oh, my God, I only eat chicken. Like, you're a weirdo. Because chicken is the seafood is first. I'm with you. Beef is second, pork is third, and chicken's fourth. What is carne asada? That's beef, right? It's beef, yes. Okay. What is carne asada? Man. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It was pork. Oh, well, I, okay. I eat it. I eat it. I eat it. <laughs> All right. I don't know if there was like a asada animal out there. It was rabbit or something. I'm just. I, oh, my God. I, I just, I, I, I think I could do it. I think I could do it, but I just, it would be very, it, my favorite food in the world is beer battered like cod. So that yeah. it would have to be pescatarian, but yeah. I think I could do it. Fish and chips. All right. The next thing up, a recruit decommits from Notre Dame because as we, as, as we found out, he, uh, his social agenda mattered a little bit more to him. Got over the hump. My 12th my junior year, um, I was waiting on a Miami offer. I didn't have an offer until my junior year. I waited on a Miami offer. They didn't offer right down the street. Uh, Cincinnati offer was my first offer. And then after that, I got 27 more. Um, my senior year came around. I committed to Notre Dame. Um, committed to Notre Dame for a raw. And um, I guess this is a story you're waiting on. <laughs> committed to Notre Dame for a while. And... Um, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to go. So what happened was I got to campus. This is a rated for all the kids. <laughs> Close your ears. <laughs> I got to campus and the coach goes, he goes, yeah, we have one room. And I, I, I didn't know if he was kidding or not. He goes, um, you, before you, and it, for, you to, for you to be able to come here, there's no sexual intercourse throughout the whole school. Oh, oh, oh what? All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, Notre not Dame. Not BYU. Yeah, not BYU. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, is that r- for real? On Monday, <laughs> on Monday, I decommitted. <laughs> Yo, players go to different schools for different reasons. For shoe contracts, for... You know, swag, the weather, the girl, like, but, and I understand where some people may not want to go to school in Utah, particularly at BYU. They just kicked the kid out a couple years ago for having sex. And it's like, uh, this is a college campus, buddy. If you think that these kids aren't out there uh, doing and screwing, you have another thing coming. But the fact that he decommitted over sex and didn't just think immediately. Yeah, and didn't just think, well, I guess I'm just going to be secretly having sex. Those are, that's a different mindset, which I actually applaud.
Uh, I think that is going to a huge hit with all the people who uh, like to have the, uh, there's like a really specific group of people. I'm about to offend like half my followers. I think there's a really specific group of people that are like in their thirties, forties and fifties who are like, who love to have the conversation about what their five official visits would be if they were a big time recruit. And then, and they always like to go, Oh, you know, I hit up Arizona state and you know why. Like I feel like Isaiah McKenzie's story is going to make him a that, hero to that, is that very specific such group of an people. overrated thing. Like Arizona State's a party school; they have good-looking uh, women, which ironically are still called coeds. But that's a whole other story. I saw <laughs> that. I saw Mina Kimes talking about that. Yeah, yeah. that the, the one thing about uh, uh, college girls is they're at college. Yeah, they're exactly. at all the colleges. I went to a junior college in Northern. Wyoming and it was popping all the people uh, were JC is just a disco with books bro George I was the ugliest fucking person there (laughs) which prepared me for my time at Arizona State in which I was the ugliest person at that college you're not an ugly person so it's fine well thank Um, you George all right the 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 next thing what happens if you win the lotto what are you going to do with that money if you win? Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine, and I'll be good to go. Okay, so you like cars. You like yeah, cars. Love- oh, so you like cars. You like cars. <laughs> Yo, that's like the first time I saw a homeless person or somebody, you know, who's asked for money, and they were like, um, yes, we'll... Yes, uh, need money for beer and drugs. I was like, okay. I wasn't mad at that. I wasn't mad. I could just, I was just like, okay, cool. At least he's honest. It made me more likely to want to give him money, even though I didn't. I watched my, uh, I watched somebody with one of those cardboard signs that just said like, need money for beer. I watched my uncle hand him $5 one time and he looked at me and I was just a kid and he goes, beer is calories. And that was that was that. That, <laughs> that was, was the lesson for today. Yeah, he he was like beer is calories, like that is food. Yep. And uh, yeah, but I, I I think that the lesson here is don't interview people who are at the gas station not to buy gas. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. reminds me, I got a gas station story. <laughs> okay, what's up? I called you. Well, I already called you. I called you this morning. I called you this morning as I was leaving the gas station, and what did I say? I for- oh my god, I forgot. I'll give you a reminder. So this morning, massive news drops that the 2019 NFL oh Player my god, of the Year, yes. the 2019 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, got released by the New England Patriots. And I didn't know this. I'm in the gas station. I didn't know that Stephon Gilmore got cut by the Patriots, coming off IR. And I there's these guys that are always at the gas station. My next door neighbor out here in Charlotte owns all the gas stations in town. And the one right by my house is where I go to get caffeine every morning. There's always old men in there. Some old ladies just bullshit. Right. And so I go in and I hear them talking. Like, I think he's going to come home. I think he's coming home. And I kind of eavesdrop. And I realize they're talking about Stefan Gilmore. And I'm like, what happened? They're like, Patriots let Stefan Gilmore home. And I think he's coming home. And I was like, he's from here. And they're like, well, Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is like the northernmost uh, city in South Carolina, yeah. which is, and we're on the border. So it kind of like a sister city or a suburb. Uh, there's a lot of people who live in Rock Hill who work in Charlotte, I guess. And, uh, and, and, and I, 
so I'd already like eavesdropped and butted into their conversation. And they told me Stefan Gilmore might be coming to the Panthers. And I straight up told them, I was like, no way. There is literally no way. Like, mm-hmm. don't even spend any time or energy thinking about that. Whoa. And I bought, I bought my donut sticks and my energy drink. And I walked out, the, walked out the door, called you, told you the story, came home, sat down in front of the computer. <laughs> he got traded to the Panthers and you look like you had egg on your face. Oh my God! Can't even go back now. Yep. Can't go back to my neighborhood gas hey, station. Hey, just, just, just wear a mask. It'll be fine. They'll <laughs> ignore you anyway. Um, you guys, this is Reister wrong. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys on Friday. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.